Hello, hello, and welcome back. It is Carla, a.k.a. Carlita. It is so nice to have you guys back today. This is episode two of the love podcast and it's been a while since I filmed a podcast for you guys and I'm so happy to be here I'm so sorry if you hear background noise I got a new mic but the only issue about it is it doesn't really cut out back noise so my dog is having dinner at almost 10 at night ask me why I don't know but I really wanted to jump on here and do a love podcast revolving about revolving around in my life and what's been going on with me because what is new in the life of God like there's always something going on and it's always bad to be completely honest with you um I did my podcast about two years ago when I first moved into this home and I was feeling very lonely and I'm filming another episode today because I'm feeling fucking lonely. What's new, right? But I'm so excited because today I'm going to talk about what it means to be married but or getting married young, not knowing the part your partner good enough when you get married and then everything that comes in between it. You know what? No, I know exactly what we're going to talk about today. Today we're going to be talking about toxic mother-in-laws because I think this is a story that I have told many people and I don't think people realize how fucking toxic my mother-in-law is. Like she is, I'm so sorry to say this, but she is like, there's no word to describe this woman. Like she needs some serious help and I hope that one day she does get the help that she needs. Um, I'm not going to sit here and say she's crazy. I know there's some underlying trauma that's going on with her that makes her act the way she does. Um, but I definitely think she does need therapy to realize that there is some um, like emotional incest going on in her relationship between um, my, I don't know, my partner, my ex. I don't really know what we are, to be completely honest with you. But that's for a different podcast. And... Um, I guess that lady. Um, we'll call her M and we'll call my husband A. So my husband and I, A, have been together for approximately about six and a half, almost seven years. And since the start of our relationship, it's been very rocky because I am from Mexican descent and he is Guatemalan. So already off the back, I already knew they didn't really like me because I was Mexican and my partner was very open about it and his cousins had dated or are married to a Mexican woman and they talked smack about her, which I already knew because I had heard about it. But when we first started dating, it was very like no one knew we were dating. I didn't tell my family up until about two years later just because I wasn't really sure if it was going to work out. I wasn't sure where I was going to go. I was very young. I was like 17 and I don't know. I was just very confused. So long story short, um, when we finally decided to come out and date, um, obviously his family kind of suspected it already. And right when we started for dating, they moved back to Guatemala. What? 
I know that's what I said. So they sold their house, their house here in the U.S. and they moved to Guatemala. Of course, because they have a mansion over there and it's a lot nicer and whatever. Um, his sister broke up with his long, her long-term boyfriend as well. That was also Mexican, which his dad didn't approve of, and they moved to Guatemala. So we started dating. Um, and he was in Guatemala. We were dating, honestly, only for like three weeks. So it wasn't even that serious. But I was heartbroken because I had been hanging out with this man for about a year and a half. And we weren't official or anything. But I loved him. And I, I genuinely feel like I really, really liked him. I loved him as a person. I didn't know if I loved him, loved him, like, I'm going to be with you for the rest of my life type of thing. But I certainly did love him. And the family decided to move to Guatemala. And I was like, cool. That's nice. I was fucking heartbroken, to say the least. And he didn't have Wi-Fi over there. So he would fucking go to, like, a little ranch and como un pueblito and get Wi-Fi to message me. And he would message me, like, once a day for, like, 15 minutes. He would stand in that little corner. or Maybe 15, to, 15 minutes to an hour. But I would always miss it when he was online because I was always working. I was young and working and I was just trying to make money and get out of my parents house so I would miss it every single time and every time he would message me I would cry because I felt so sad that I didn't have like a real life boyfriend to me it kind of seemed like it was like a pretend relationship because he was so far away and I didn't know if he was ever going to come back or anything like that so I was just sad and confused and obviously I had a lot of trauma about being lonely and stuff so that had a lot to do with it and one day he messages me and he's like hey I'm going to North Dakota and I was like I bet say less right but I didn't really believe him because I didn't know him like that and he moved to North Dakota he literally booked a flight to North Dakota and I was like damn this man is serious he likes me he likes something about me I don't know what it is but he likes me so he moved to North Dakota, didn't tell his family he was moving, literally got a bus in the little pueblo that he was living in, which was a three and a half hour bus drive to the city of Guatemala. So Guatemala City. And he fucking got on that bus, got on that airplane and moved to North Dakota. But before he went to North Dakota, he stopped in our city and he literally stayed here for about three days. I felt really stupid because I didn't get a hotel room. Like, I didn't get anything. But we were very young. We were, like, 17, 18, I think, at this point. I think we were 17. So I couldn't even get one. My family didn't know I was dating anybody. So literally, we just chilled in the car. I was dropping off. I took the days off from work, I think, for those three days. And we just chilled for, like, three days. And I loved it. So then, after the three days, he went back to North Dakota, stayed there for about three months, and... Yeah, and I was very happy because I had a real-life boyfriend. It felt so cool. It felt so nice. And then he decided to, after three months, I'm sorry, my dogs are freaking noisy today, but after three months, he literally messages me and is like, hey, my family is moving back to the U.S. I'm like, no. So his family is moving back to the U.S., because they can't live without his son. And the mom was having a lot of anxiety over the son being in the U.S. 
So she decided to move back to the U.S. and live in our city. So they started renting at a home. He moved back to our city. And it was amazing. I was in love. We literally, that went on for about a year and a half. It was a good relationship. We were lovey-dovey. I didn't know anything about his family. He didn't know anything about my family. Like, we just kind of, we're just dating. We were young. Um, one day we went to this arcade and we took some pictures and I gave him like a row of the pictures that we took in the little machine and I kept the other one and he had a car that his parents had given him. So one day he picked me up, I think, or we met somewhere, but I don't really remember. And I saw that my picture and his picture was literally, literally thrown in a soda can. And my heart literally fell to the floor. And I was so devastated. I This was like my first heartbreak, I felt. Because I was like, you don't even know me as a person. And you're throwing away my pictures. And I told him, I said, what's this? And he was like, oh, my dad found the pictures. And he just feels like, you know, it's not good for us to be dating. Because he doesn't really like approve of our relationship. Because you're Mexican. And they just think you're a bad person. And I said excuse me I come from a family that is fully undocumented I am the only U.S. citizen in my family I am 17 years old I have two jobs I'm in high school about to graduate and I'm in college like taking college credits you have got to be kidding me and I was so sad because I was like how can somebody without knowing me already hate me and I was like this is straight up bullshit so I told my mom my mom got pissed obviously your typical Mexican mom my mom's very Christian as well so she was just like no those are bad people like those people don't deserve you blah blah you know she gave me the whole mom talk and I was like you know what I love this man and I'm not gonna let them dictate anything that happens in my relationship so I kind of let it go but I was kind of low-key hurt because he didn't really defend me and I feel like if someone in my family were to do that to a picture of us ooh. I would have fought like with nails and everything, girl. Like you do not talk about somebody that I love like that ever. And I was heartbroken. So the relationship kept going on. I never met his family. Um, the next incident I think that happened was I got into a car accident. So I literally picked him up like at six in the morning. We were just going to hang out for about like two hours. And, um, we got into a car accident someone ran a stop and hit me and my car got totaled on the spot it was just it was really sad because I had worked really hard to get that car and I'm literally I want to cry while I'm recording this because it was so sad for me because I love that car it was a very cheap car it was like three thousand dollars but I worked so hard for it I would get paid $250 every two weeks so I saved up two years and a half to get that car and it got totaled on the spot my mom wasn't answering the phone like always and he was in the car with me and I told him I said can you take an uber back to my house with me he was like I can just go home because we were very near his house and pick up the car from there I said cool back go get it and it was taking him forever he got there after like half an hour Literally, the tow truck was there. The police was gone. I was just sitting there. And he was like, I'm so sorry. My dad wouldn't let me get the car to pick you up. And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, you know, because 
um, he just says that it's not my problem, that it's your problem, that you need to figure it out. And I was like, okay, my family would never say that. Like, my family literally would be like, ayúdala. Like, if she's in a situation, ayúdala. Tú estás ahí con ella, like, protégela. Stuff like that, you know. And for them to literally just be like, just leave her there. My first instinct that I thought was, how freaking cruel is that? Like, I'm sure that if your daughter got into a car accident, you would want someone to help you. Or you would want someone to help your daughter, I mean. You wouldn't want her partner to just leave her there stranded in a car accident. And I was just pissed, guys. Like, that was my second heart shatter. Because I was like, people still hate me and they don't even know me. Guys, it was a hot mess. I blocked out a lot of stuff from then. But, yeah, it was just really hard. And then... Um, another major thing would happen was his our anniversary. We got a hotel room. We were 18 years old. I got him like a little. I've always been into like spooky baskets, and at that time, spooky baskets weren't a thing. But I would like gather a whole bunch of stuff and put it in a cute little basket and give it to him. And he literally told me he was like, um, "I'm gonna leave the stuff in my car because my mom told me that." She feels like you're just trying to win me over with gifts. And I said, my love language is gift giving. Like that has always been my number one like trait, I feel. And how I show my love is by giving you stuff and helping you. So it's acts of service, but also gift giving. And I was so heartbroken again, cried a lot to my mom. My mom was obviously devastated for me. She didn't understand what was going on. Ugh, I don't know. It was just torture. And then soon after that, his family decides, you know what, it's time to move back to Guatemala. So a year after, they moved back to Guatemala, and I was like, you have got to be kidding me, again? So they moved back to Guatemala, we got our own apartment, and we lived happy. He, They literally came over, and a couple times they came, it was fine. The dad didn't really talk to me, I never met him. And then we kind of just didn't have a relationship with them because they lived in a different country. He would visit them. I really wouldn't because I have my family here. And I just didn't want to be a part of that, right? Because they already didn't like me. And they had made it very clear to me that they didn't like me. They would always critique my hair because I have very long hair. They would be like, the hair washes you out. It makes you look old. Cut it. And I'd be like, no, I love my hair. And they'd be like, you need to cut it. And I'd be like, no, I'm not going to cut it. Obviously, I never cut it. They would always be like, Carla, you're really skinny. You need to gain weight because you're really skinny. And I would be like, no, thank you. I feel fine. I love myself. I love who I am. And that's one thing I love about myself. Like, I was always very like, no, I love myself. And if there's one piece of advice I would give you guys is to freaking love yourself. Don't let anybody ever in any time change who you are in a relationship because you know who you are and you know that no one should change you and no one can change you so don't let somebody change the way you look the way you feel the way anything just because they feel some type of way like absolutely not that is never gonna pass with me no so I was like absolutely not ma'am I'm not changing who I am just for your pleasure um Fast forward a couple of years, um, 
I'm sorry, there's just so many things that have happened. I guess the biggest one is I finally decided to go to Guatemala with my partner and we were already married and they didn't congratulate us, guys. Can you believe it? When we literally got married, they didn't congratulate us at all. I'm sorry, I'm going to cry. Like, literally, I want to cry so bad. But they didn't congratulate us. They were so disrespectful. When we bought our house, didn't congratulate us. They kept saying, my son's house, my son's house. No, it's actually both of ours' houses. We literally paid it together. And it is so disrespectful that you were just claiming it is his house because he's a man. And I was just like, no. So I we went to Guatemala. Everything was good. This was my first time ever leaving the country. I have been in the U.S. my entire life. My family's undocumented, so I've never left anywhere. And tell me why I literally got to Guatemala. It was fun. I was super anxious because I suffer from depersonalization and extreme anxiety. And I take medication for it, but I felt like my anxiety was really big because I'd never left the country. And I was very homesick, but the first day was... Oh, really hard for me because I almost had like five panic attacks in the airport so when we got back they were like we still got there took another four-hour drive to like this black beach and I we got there like at midnight and I was like you know what I'm going to bed and I just sobbed I cried so much because I felt so sad and then they went out and I just stayed in the hotel room and fell asleep but uh, I was just, it was just so horrible, guys. Like, I don't even know how to explain it. The pain in my heart was just so extreme. And I just felt so sad. Um, yeah, like, then soon after that, um, throughout the trip, we ate some pupusas and I got super sick. And I got, I think I got low-key, like, a bug in my stomach because... After that, I had trigger warning. I got a lot of diarrhea. I got a lot of vomit. I got a lot of nausea. I was very dizzy because there's a lot of like huetas, like little circles over there. And I was just so dizzy. So I couldn't really do anything because my stomach, guys, felt like it was on fire. But it was just such a weird feeling. And I didn't have medication. The medication out there wasn't working for me. And just nothing was working, guys. And I felt so stuck and sick and I just felt awful. And yeah, I just didn't know what to do. So I just kind of didn't want to come out of the room. I was really sad. And then they had a photo shoot planned. Didn't invite me to the photo shoot. So then I started crying. And my husband was like, she's crying because you guys didn't invite her to the photo shoot. And I didn't want to seem like a baby, but literally my feelings were hurt. So I literally was like, yeah, I feel like you guys didn't want to include me in the photo shoot I said you guys are already and you guys didn't even tell me what color to wear and when we got there they took like six pictures didn't include me in any until my husband was like oh let's put her in a picture too and I was like you know what who am I kidding like these people do not like me and I'm crying because it's like reliving my trauma again and yeah, it just sucked, you know, because I was like, who am I kidding? Like, I don't feel loved here. I'm being mistreated to a max. And that, yeah, I just kind of just stayed low the entire trip. I didn't do much. I was in a lot of pain. I was very sick. I was nauseous. I didn't know how I was going to get home because I literally was dying and I had a lot of diarrhea. And 
I was so excited when we came home. And then, long story short, sister's graduation came up. Oh, sorry. My graduation was coming up with my bachelor's and the sister's um, wedding was coming up. And I, when she, the day she got engaged, I was like, hey, can you please not book it on this week of December? Because we're planning on I'm graduating and then we're going to take a Hawaii trip. And they were like, um, yeah, sure, of course. What do they do? They booked it on the same day. And I was so sad. And my husband went, didn't go to my graduation, moved out the day before my graduation with my bachelor's. Um, yeah, it was really fucking hurtful. And, but I'm going to go back a little bit. I'm sorry, I'm getting kind of carried away. But before that, in like the summer, in August, it was my husband's birthday and they came out and they threw a big wedding, um, a big birthday party for him. Sorry. Well, I threw it for him because it was in my house. And tell me why they literally threw my dog. They were doing this whole shit. Like, they just were making me feel really uncomfortable. Um, they bought shirts for all the women, matching shirts. Didn't get me one. And I was alive. And I felt really sad because I was like, who the fuck are these people? Like, why do they keep treating me like garbage? Like, I don't understand. Like, I am such a good person and they just don't like me. Like I do so much for them. When the mom wants something, I give it to her. I literally ship it to her. Um, if she wants me to do something here, I literally helped her get her citizenship over here. And she was still treating me like garbage. I was like, absolutely not. Like this is out of control. Um, and then the whole wedding thing happened after that. And we got into a huge argument. I messaged her a big message and I basically told her how it was. I told her, you know what? You're extremely disrespectful. You should be happy you have someone like me. You should be thankful that your husband, that your son has somebody like me. You need to seek some help. And you need to understand that we are going to be together whether you like it or not. And she was pissed. But I don't think it was bad because I literally knew... I literally knew that I wasn't a bad person. If I was a bad person, I would have been like, okay, you know what, Carla, you're a bad person. But I wasn't a bad person. And I wish my phone wasn't dead. Oh, my phone just died. But I'm going to see if I can log on to Facebook, guys. Just so I can, sh like, literally read you guys a Facebook message that I sent her. Because, honestly, I thought that Facebook message was amazing. It was so good in my opinion because I actually told her how it was and I told her, you know, exactly how I felt and everything. And uh, I don't think I have it, guys, because I don't remember my Facebook password. Oh, yes, I do. Oh my god, period. Okay, let me save that before I forget it. Um, okay, guys, so this is it. I found. Oh my god, I'm so kind of low-key embarrassed reading this, but let's see what this... So she has me blocked on Facebook, guys, and she's had me blocked for about 
about two years now. So I'm going to read you guys the message. I sent it to her October 9th, 2021 at 6.19 p.m. This is after we had a huge argument. And I said, hola, señora. Blink. I'm not going to read her name just for personal reasons, pero... La razón por que la estoy enviando este mensaje es por darle gracias por hablarme en esos últimos años y por dejarme estar en su vida por un, por un pequeño porción. Entiendo que usted y yo probablemente nunca nos llevaremos tan bien como, como con su familia. Y eso está bien. Y lo ha aceptado. Somos dos personas completamente diferentes y le respeto que necesito de la gente no es el mismo respeto que ustedes me, me, la, me devolvieron. I don't know. Somos dos personas diferentes y nuestras culturas son muy diferentes. He estado apre, aprendiendo a aceptar a las personas que, que actúan de manera diferente a como lo hago yo. Pero ha sido muy difícil y he dedicado, oh, he decidido, I'm sorry, my Spanish is horrible today, guys. I'm literally like anxious as well today. He decidido que yo no tengo que poner mi energía en esas cosas. Álvaro no me ha dicho mucho, me, me ha dicho mucho que todos ustedes tratan de darme amor y a, 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 a aceptarme en su familia, sin embargo, eso no es cierto. Desde el comienzo de nuestra relación con Daniel, eh, ups, he aceptado abuso por parte de su familia. Cuando empezamos a salir, me encontraba con fotos de, nuestra, de nosotros en mitad, en mitad en su coche lleno de refrescos y él lloraba porque todos ustedes no aceptaban su relación. Álvaro ha sufrido mucho por la manera que todos ustedes lo han dado, que, lo, que le han dado. No tengo planes de estar con Álvaro por el resto de mi vida porque estoy cansada de ser niñera de la vida que él, que él tiene. Probablemente no sabe lo que ha hecho y eso está bien porque probablemente nunca comparte, compartiría es el lado de su vida con ustedes. I don't know, guys. I think I was so pissed. I don't even know what I was writing. He llegado a la conclusión de que todos ustedes serán como son y yo seré como soy. Lo único que me gustaría explicarles antes de, la, antes de que termine esta conversación es que nunca en mi vida he tratado mal a Álvaro. Y si trato a Álvaro, es porque ha causado cosas en mi vida que se han convertido en una carga para llevar y eso honestamente no es justo. No soy una niñera y no voy a cuidar de él y de su estilo de vida destructivo. Debería estar agradecido de quién soy y de todas las cosas que he cubierto para él por las que no, por las que no, por lo que no le he cuidado. Sin embargo, me siento extremadamente molesta por la fecha de la boda que todos eligieron y creo que... I don't know, guys. It's just a lot. I 
Um, sé lo que elegirían. Sé lo que elegirá. I don't know. Al final, del día, al final del día, pero por favor recuerde que yo también era parte de su vida, les guste o no. Y ustedes actuando de esta manera también es extremadamente infantil porque todos sabían de antemano que teníamos. Que antemano, antemano que teníamos planes especiales por venir. Muchas gracias. Espero que ayuden a su hijo. I'm sorry, guys. So that was such a horrible little Spanish reading. Um, I'm very nervous. And reading that message now, mm, I was really fucking nervous because my Spanish was not good. And I swear to you guys, my Spanish is not that bad. And if my mom hears this audio, she's literally going to cry. But yeah, guys. And then after that, I cut my mother-in-law off um, because she was just very cruel to me. And I cut off the entire family. Because I just didn't want to give that energy to them anymore. I think they did a lot of very nasty harm to me. And I just didn't want to be a part of that anymore. Like, it was just so toxic for me. It hurt my soul. And clearly, as you guys can tell, it's still hurting me to this day. Because I still cry about it every single day. Um, not every single day. But de vez en cuando se me sale because I get really sad. But... Yeah, guys, it's just, it sucks. And if you have a toxic mother-in-law, I'm so sorry. Um, because it's hard, and I know that it's so hard to live with somebody like that. But just remember that you are there only for your partner. If you want to cut off your mother-in-law, cut her off. You don't have to talk to her if you don't want to. You don't have to talk to your your significant other's family. You don't have to. If they love you, they will keep talking to you. They will talk to their family still in their own time and they will still talk to you. You don't have to mix that relationship. And honestly, that's the best advice I can give today because it took me such a long time, guys. It took me almost seven years to realize that you don't have to have a relationship with these people. Like, they're toxic for a reason and they're toxic because... They have a lot of trauma and they just don't know how to treat people. And until you, they're never going to change. That's the reality of it. They're never going to change because that's just how they are. They like to be possessive. They like to be manipulators and they like to control every aspect of their child's life. And the best thing you can do is remove yourself from that situation because it's not fair. It's not fair to you and it's not fair to anybody else. And yeah, guys, um, Do it for yourself. Don't do it for anybody else but yourself. Do it for your mental health. Do it for your sanity. Do it because you love yourself and you respect yourself as an individual. And yeah, I mean, my relationship with my mother-in-law is not existent at all. I will never speak to her again in my life. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I am like, I wish I could reconnect with her and apologize to her. But then again, I'm like, um... I would love an apology back, and I know she will never give it to me. I know I will give it to her, but I know I'm going to want an apology back, and I'm never going to get it, and I've accepted that, and yeah, and she is literally a crybaby woman who literally has not let me spend my anniversary, Christmas, or New Year's with my husband at all. Why? Because she feels like she controls every aspect of his life. And obviously, it's not completely her fault. It has to do a lot with him. And if he 
doesn't stick up for me as an individual and as his wife, then unfortunately, there's nothing I can do about it, you know? And there's nothing that we can do at all. Because if he doesn't want to help me and if he doesn't want to stick up for me, then so be it, guys. Today, I sent my husband a message. I said, you know what? Unfortunately, I don't know if this is going to continue because if you're going to keep choosing your family for every single holiday, you're not going to allow me to ever spend a holiday with you being married and buying tickets behind my back. I don't know how that's going to happen, guys, because that's very disrespectful. I understand spending, you know, one holiday with his family. Like, okay, last year you spent Christmas with them. Spend Christmas with them this year if you want to, but spend New Year's with me. Um, because last year he spent both of them with them and the wedding. And this year he's not spending anything with me again, guys. So, yeah, I mean, it sucks because it just makes me very upset that he is the way he is. And that, you know, he's always mistreated me as a person as well but that's for a different podcast guys um we're gonna talk about being young and being married and getting married young and the negatives that come with it because a lot of people don't talk about it and I'm very open I'm a Latina and I want to tell you guys you know how hard it is and yeah but thank you guys so much for listening today I know it was a very big ramble But I did it with good intentions because I really want you guys to realize how hard life is and that things aren't always going to be perfect. Um, But you can literally fix things, okay? Like, your life is amazing and you are amazing and don't let a man ever control you because you are the best person ever and you manifest your life and you are going to create the life that you want don't let anybody ever 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 tell you who to be who to change to cut your hair what to wear to lose weight and never guys you are your own self you manifest the life that you want you be in charge of your life okay and with that being said I can't believe it, guys, but I hope I will come back soon and film another podcast with you guys. But um, I know, leave me recommendations in my um, inbox or I'm going to try to paste my emails. You guys can send me some requests if you listen to this podcast. But thank you guys so much for everything. And with that being said... For the last time, I will see you guys soon. This is Carla, a.k.a. Gabriela, and I'm out.